listening to another episode of Beckett's Babies, a playwriting podcast. Every week we discuss plays we love, interview theater artists, and share our thoughts on playwriting and theater. We're your hosts, Sam Collier and Sarah Cho, and ladies and gentlemen, this is our season finale episode. We made it at the end of season four. What a year. What a Um, year. What a year. Um, just a just there was just a little political divide, just a little bit of you know <laughs> climate crisis here and there. But you know what? I'd say it was one of the better years than the last three. Oh, years really? Yeah. Overall. I don't know. Things felt a little time. more stable, like it a, felt little, a little more stable, a little less chaotic. Yeah, I think in yeah. some ways. In some ways. Um, I mean, just speaking personally, I didn't move this year, which that feels really good (laughs) just to like be in one place in one state next year. When I do my taxes, it's going to be so much easier because it's just one state. Oh, so, you know, that feels really good. I didn't think about the taxes. Oh my gosh. Which is now making me realize that, um, some of the money I've made from different states, I'm gonna have to do this day. So yeah, it's that's annoying. so annoying. Okay, but I mean, if you're if you're just a happen. resident of one state the whole time, that really does simplify things. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be nice, Sam. That's gonna be really nice for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm staying in one place. Um, I'm pregnant. Whoa. So big right now. Um, Yeah, 2022 is going to be the last year of your life that you don't have a child. Yeah. And then 2023, my life is over slash starting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So this is very, very, it's going to be very interesting if I'm just, what my life is going to look like in a few months. Um, Yeah. Wow, what a big year. What a big what year. What a big year. Well, maybe we should talk about like what this year was like for Beckett's babies. <laughs> yeah. Um we talked to some great guests. We did. We have. Yes. Um some names. Okay. I seriously enjoyed every conversation we had, especially this like this year with all the guests we brought on. Um but just like few that come to my mind was the intimacy about intimacy design yeah kate um that was such a great conversation i feel like i learned so much yeah i did too and i was like (laughs) no every time it's really funny ever since that interview that conversation and when i see a show or um a play or something or if i'm reading a play i'm like thinking like Oh, this is gonna need an intimacy designer. Oh, I'm sure they use. I hope they brought on an intimacy person. Like I'm just mm-hmm. like, it's just so funny that the conversation made me really think about um, the intimacy behind the, the choreography of it all. Um, yeah, so that was a really fun conversation. And um, oh my gosh, I there's so many more. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe I'll just. Um... I'll just say who we interviewed because we we had so many great interviews. So we started off with Scott Bradley, mm-hmm. and um, he <laughs> one of the things I remember from that episode was he told us about like the moment when he 
realized people were seeing him as a playwright was actually yes. interviewed live on TV and had that kind of shift in the way he thought about himself and his own writing yeah. on live TV, like a news TV. Yeah. During an interview. Yeah. That was, that was funny moment to have that realization. Like, I am a playwright. <laughs> yeah. Cause he'd always thought of himself as a performer and an actor right. and like then kind of realizing, Oh, this is why they want to talk to me because they're seeing me as a writer. Right. Um, and we interviewed Margot Connolly and we talked about her play Quiz Out, which is such a fun play. People should read that if you haven't. Really good. Um, ben Stasny, who is a student here at CU Boulder. Um, and he's primarily a, an actor and performer. Mm -hmm. But now I can say like he is in the PhD program and like me is really interested in climate change theater too and has been directing more. So, Oh, awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. And of course we had a return guest, um, Chris Leva, one of our longtime favorites. Also Always Shannon enjoyable. Kearns. Priest. Um, <laughs> definitely a first for us. <laughs> that was fun. I was I that was a really good interview. Yeah. Um yeah. So many. Um Oh Darcy. Darcy. Mm-hmm. Who I think I think I saw on social that they moved to Michigan. They did. They're teaching That's at Interlochen. Yeah, I know. I'm, yeah. I really want to, like, send them a list of things to do in northern Michigan and also ask how it's going because that's such an interesting part of the country. Yeah. And I love their play, Always Plenty of Light at the Starlight All Night Diner. It's so beautiful, and people should check that out if you haven't read it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and Stephen Strafford, who you met. Yes, who I Great met Plains. at Great Plains Theater Conference. Yeah, um, speaking of things that happened this year, you got to develop your play Stains at a couple of places. Yeah, what a year. Oh, God, I've aged like 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, yep. That was a real shock. This this year was full of surprises, not going to lie. Um yeah, it was a little play I wrote with Moving Arts Theater. It was it was all, you know, I wrote a proposal, right? This play was not written, but just a bunch of, like, ideas I've been stewing in my mind for years. Um, Semi-biographical. -bi <laughs> and then I wrote this play over nine months. And, you know, it was a very rough play, whatever. But that draft, whatever I, I had submitted to for Great Plains, and then to get that email to be like, oh, we select you for this. I'm like, I was like, honestly, so shocked, like <laughs> just shocked because I'm like, this is such a still like a messy, insane play. It's so um, good though. But then, yeah, I was, I was, I, wow. It was like a week long of just watching plays, like hearing other people's work. And it was like so nice. Like after, you know, the years we had with, with COVID, mm -hmm. like it was so nice to be in a room full of audience and listening to a play. Like it was something about that. I was like, Oh, this is so magical. I missed it. Um, I really love that play. Are there any, what's the next steps for it? 
next steps what are you talking about yeah i'm just kidding um it's it's having a i don't know this is this play i mean by the time this episode comes out it's over but um october 4th it has it's having another reading in in minneapolis with jungle theater directed by allison ruth who was a former guest here on the show again also was a fellow iowa um someone we knew from Iowa is directing it. Amazing um, dramaturg and director. Yeah. And I had, you know, she, she emailed me about the play asking about it. This was like back in like May. And then she was just like, we we're doing this series and we want to use your, like we want to kick off the series with your play. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and the reading is like in two weeks. So I was like, Whoa, um, I'm not going to be there, but but I'm gonna zoom in on the rehearsal. But I'm really Aww. excited to to when you're like thinking like, well, I guess this play had its run. It's gonna shelve it. <laughs> then you get another email, and I'm like, it was very exciting. But that's so exciting. Yeah. And if people is it is the play available? If people want to read it, is it on New Play Exchange? Yeah, it's on New Play Exchange. Yeah, if you want to read it, it's on New go play. check it out, listeners. Yeah. That I mean, honestly, that's like I think one of my favorite plays that I've read slash seen this year. Oh my gosh! Stop it! I won't stop. stop. It. It's so stop good. it! Oh, you're so nice. I want to see a production of it, so I'm just waiting for that to happen. Um, I don't think it's gonna happen, but I feel like this play was. You know how people say like, um, you get your, you know your 10,000 hours, you know, like this, this play for me as a writer felt like it was my 8,000 hour play. Like I I felt like, (laughs) because it felt like I, I was like, there was personal breakthroughs for me Mm -hmm. that, that took me a while. And I feel like this play helped me break through a little bit. And then it's like, um, yeah, because I was, I feel like writing plays was so challenging for me because I was like, I was like, how do I incorporate like my love for sketch comedy into this? Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how to do it for a really long time. And I no, I, but through. I know what you're talking about when you have a writing moment where you're like, oh, wow, my skills are actually equal to the task mm-hmm. at hand. Like I want to mm-hmm. create a moment and because I've put in all this time learning how to write I'm actually able to write this moment the way I want to it's so satisfying yeah yeah it it does like it's it takes time to get there I know what you mean yeah like I feel like this play um I first tried to write this play back in I think 2015 like after we graduated Mm -hmm. and at first it was gonna be like I was like maybe it's a solo show Right. And and I was like writing this just kind of this really super like a solo performance. It was like it's like a 30 page. Right. And I was like, this is I'm like, this is not what I'm feeling. Like, this is not what I'm thinking. And I just literally locked it away for seven years until wow. like I submitted a proposal about it. I'm like, these are just some ideas. And then writing that first draft, like it was so scary because I'm like, I don't. I'm like, is it this solo performance or wow. not? But to sit there and just like hash it all out and just bring it, 
just pull everything I got and just throw it onto the page mm-hmm. and then seeing what worked and what didn't work. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I could have written this seven years ago or eight years ago. I just don't think so. I would have been able to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's yeah. So. So it's it's really cool that. For so many people to see and read it or hear, it. you know, like it's been really cool to to experience. Well, I really hope somebody's going to produce it. That's my vision for 2023. We'll see. It already feels dated, but we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah. um, People are still doing Shakespeare. I mean, come on. (sighs) Yeah. Talk about dated. They're... Oh, I saw some headline about Shakespeare, but I forgot what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> anyways, Shakespeare, Sarah, we're the same. Um, <laughs> totally. Let's see. Um, what else are we going to say? Oh, yeah. Um, what what shows you're looking forward to? Oh, that's such a good question. <laughs> the new year, well, next year. Well, I – yeah, even like next couple weekends, there's a couple of shows I really want to see. So um, Heroes of the Fourth Turning, which I think we read and did an episode about on the advice of one of our listeners. Is, um, it, is it about, um, is it like a family or like outside a trailer or like about like a graduate student? or a It's professor? about, remember it's that play about um, like young Republican, like kind of disaffected republicans in wyoming oh yeah 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 um anyway there's a production of that at curious theater here in colorado that um i know a couple of people who have worked on that show so i'm really excited to go see that and um the children which is a play by lucy kirkwood which is billed as an eco thriller Mm. about two I think like two retired nuclear scientists or something. I actually haven't read it, even though I've been meaning to read it for a long time, but there's a production of it here in Boulder. So instead of reading it, I'm just going to go see it. Um, but I really don't know what happens in the play. So that's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah. And I'm directing a play in February. Rehearsal start in January. I'm directing a play called Antigone presented by the girls of St. Catharines, which I'm super excited about. It's by a writer named Maduri Shekar, and it's um, set in a Catholic girls' school in the 90s. And Is this your play? Girls' <laughs> <laughs> school in the 90s. It's, it's why I wanted to direct it, for sure. And Hi. it's um, about these high school girls who are putting on a production of Antigone. So you kind of see them being themselves, but then you also see them rehearsing Antigone and everything kind of comes to a head when the, well, I don't want to spoil it, but the, there's some kind of ways in which their lives echo the Greek play because they have to stand up to authority and, um, yeah, it's a really fun play. I'm super excited to direct it. Awesome. What about um, you? What are you looking forward to? Well, after this episode, after we finish recording today, October 1st, um, I'm going to go see a play at 2 Ooh. p.m. Um, at, uh, it's called Revenge Porn or the Body of a Story by Carla Ching. 
It's a new play. And um, I'm kind of nervous because uh, the, I think this might be my first I've been in reading. I've been I've watched readings and stuff like that, but it's like a production, I guess. Like I'm like kind of nervous. I have a little anxiety of like sitting in the audience. Really? Um, oh, you haven't done that yet. Nope. So See, I've is... just been inside of that since I got to school last year. But yeah, you're like you haven't gone to see a play since yeah. before COVID. Yeah, <gasps> I have not. I'm this is such a big that. moment for you. I know. So my hands are a little sweaty right now. I'm like. I'm gonna mask up and I'm like wow because um, it's at 2 p.m my hope is like there's not a lot of people <laughs> yeah so um but I'm, I, I am boosted again and so I should not I recovered okay from COVID blah blah, blah. but um it's always such a nerve-wracking because when you have a spouse that's very uh <sighs> like <laughs> just um but also germaphobe, like very germaphobe, and it's like, and um, you know, if I say something, I'm gonna, I literally have to announce in the room, like I'm going to see a play this Saturday, at two p.m. Like I have to <laughs> announce it to make it real, and then like there will be judgment, but then it'll be forgiven <laughs> later. Well, like, first I, of all, you're not gonna get COVID because you're so immune by now. But mm-hmm. do you think there's any part of the experience of like having to sit next to all these people and like? hear them cough and laugh and like shift in their seat like that's kind of anxiety inducing also yes i think that's being in close quarters leaving aside the whole virus thing it's like and then and i'm i'm sure it's not like a big theater you know so um but it's just like what if they're annoying (laughs) uh my life is annoying so well i'm excited for you i think you're about to have a really exciting experience you're going to remember how good it feels to watch live theater with other yeah. people. That's, and like a production, you know, like know. set changes. That's so exciting. So I'm really, that, yes. So I'm really excited and nervous, but I'm like, so I'm constantly mentally preparing. Um, but <laughs> I'm really excited. And so that's happening today. Um, in terms of the new year, like, I don't know, like, I'm like, I don't know. I haven't, other than this play, because only because I've been seeing it on social media, like, I don't know what's up, what's going on in the theater world in LA. So, yeah. Um, I have, I mean, I haven't gone to see a comedy show in the, like since spring, because I, since learning I've got pregnant, I'm pregnant, and um, I have just not been going out. But I kind of like wanted. <sighs> I was going to do um, – I wanted to go to, like, an open mic mm. a few times this time. But every time I'm about to go, I get, like – I see, the, like, either the host of that open mic is like, we're canceling. I got COVID. And I'm like, oh, jeez. Uh, yeah. Or, like – or, like um, or something like is something COVID related always happening, and I'm like – then which makes me further, like, oh, I don't want to go out there. I don't want to go out there. Yeah. Um, so – but yeah, but it's gonna be fine. I mean, and the thing what's crazy is like I did get COVID. I hated it. It was so <laughs> bad. But like I survived. You know what but I mean? But the first time you barely coughed, you got it twice, and the first time you were. Like, I think the first time I didn't get it, even though I lived oh, with really? Nick. I think so. Uh, like I kept okay. testing negative, and then 
But the second time, I got it. So it's just really weird. This virus is so weird, you guys. I don't really know. Weird. Um, well, pretty yeah. soon you're going to be going to plays for babies. So <laughs> plays you know, for like, babies, <laughs> like puppet shows. Oh my god! I don't know, like theater for young audiences. <sighs> my child's gonna <laughs> go to coding school and become a coder. <laughs> Not kidding. if I have anything to do with it. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't know what this child's going to be. Um, yeah, so. Cool. I have aspirations. Any, but Do you um, have any, like, writing projects that you're thinking about or? Oh, um, good question. I, yes and no. I feel like I've been taking a lot of little notes. I've been reading a lot. Um. I've been watching a lot of TVs and <laughs> movies for like inspiration. Mm. I've been watching a lot of stand up. I've been watching watching and reading a lot during my uh pregnancy. So mm-hmm. I've been taking a lot of notes and um some like things that come to mind is um it's weird identity theft. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I don't know why I'm getting into I want to like something I don't know. I don't know what, but like two big things that's coming into my mind is identity theft. And I don't know if you've heard of like floating city. Have you heard no. of these floating cities? What are those? Um, right now there's a bunch of projects happening in this, in the world or parts of the world where they're trying to build a, a city on the ocean like well like little towns but and it's like a self-sustaining contained city uh, where you can live like work and live um because they're thinking land is not going to work out so they're but like all the energy is coming from the water and like and um and uh (laughs) i remember this one of the interviews said that It'll be mostly a vegetarian, pescatarian diet because you cannot have cows on this floating right, city. Right, right. Um, but you, it's like the ocean and kind of living on the ocean. And it's like um, the idea that I think there are people who are thinking of the future, like if the, the entire, all the land's going to be underwater. So this wow. is like thinking about a floating city. Um, so this is kind of the two things. I, for, I don't know why. Identity theft and floating city is something – that's been percolating in my brain right now. The thing I'm thinking about is we're so bad, you know, so far at dealing with trash. Like, are yeah. they just going to put all the trash in the ocean? Because that doesn't seem right. I I don't know what they're going to do with the trash. You're right. But I think the idea is that everything is supposed to be, like, recycled and being able mm. to – It's like, it's supposed to be very environmentally friendly. Like, this is a whole new city, like a whole new wow. way of doing it. No plastic. Um, yeah, there might not. No, no. But maybe your clothes will be made out of kelp. All your clothes <laughs> will be made of kelp. Um, but that's just like idea. And then I just, you can just eat them at the end of each day. Yeah. Because I think the idea is you can't clothes. eat your clothes. Because um, I think the idea is that there are people, there are groups that you can't fight, you can't stop the rising sea levels. So start preparing now. Um, but that's just like an idea that's in a 
formulating my mind. You should look into the floating city. It's kind of okay. interesting. I'll look into it. For your PhD. Kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies, but. It really, yeah. It, I was like, oh, I watched it and I was like, this feels very dystopian and like mm-hmm. post-apocalyptic. Like this is where it's heading or something. And Or, um, yeah, I have a feeling like what's going to happen is like there's going to be people who go to floating city or go up to Mars. Like, there's just like that's what it feels like. Um, yeah. Well, I'm just going to stay right here. And you're going to fight for the, the land. <laughs> the other thing I forgot to mention is, so um, part of my job as a PhD student is to be, you know, developing a body of publications that are not creative work, but where I'm actually doing like performance reviews and, and writing articles and stuff. But um, I am going to try to go see Kristen Idajak's play, and she's a former guest on Beckett's Babies. Um, oh yeah I mean she has a new play called Last Ascent mm-hmm. which is opening in Chicago in a few weeks and I'm going to go try to see that and hopefully write a performance review of it so oh my god I know I'm super excited she's also having a big fall she's having a production of her play Three Antarcticas as well um which um she wrote during the Goodman Playwrights Unit that I was part of, and mm. that I think that's opening at DePaul. So, fans of Kristen Dajak, you have a lot to go see this fall in Chicago. So that's get out there. Are you gonna? Have, you should have come to your school. Like, I know. Well, it's like interesting because yeah, I would like to. During COVID, and granted, like there's still COVID happening, but during like I guess the first couple chapters of COVID. Um, CU Boulder made money available to like bring guests in over Zoom, but then oh. they kind of stopped. I mean, for graduate students to bring guests to their classes mm-hmm. over Zoom, but they kind of stopped doing that now that we have classes in person again. So um, I need to kind of look at other avenues to bring people. But yes, I would like mm-hmm. to do that. There's so many people I want to bring. Yeah, because I. There's only, like, Kristen is one of the few playwrights that come to mind when I think of, like, climate change play. You know, like, yeah, playwright yeah. right now. Amy um, Berryman is another one with her play oh, Walden. Mm-hmm. And we interviewed her as well very early yeah. in the life of Beckett's Babies. Yeah. Yeah. When, when's your um, next climate change play? When's that happening? When are you your climate change <laughs> I'll let play? you know. It's so hard. I mean, people told me, like, when you get a PhD, it's really hard to keep doing your creative work. And I Mm. intentionally chose a school where it's encouraged. But, you know, it's just the thing I didn't realize until I kind of got into it is just there's just so much reading all the time. It's really hard to do anything else. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. (laughs) I mean,. That's how I felt about three years in Iowa. I was like, why? Yeah, but I'm it's reading- so different, though. I'm taking three classes right now, and each of my classes, we have to read a book a week. But you much. know, it's like, it's, but it's like, this is where I, I just, I'm just that type of person. I was like, I was never meant for school because even in undergrad, in graduate school, it's like being told what to read. 
Right. You, you know? didn't like that. I remember. I, <laughs> I do not like – I like to just read whatever I want to read yeah. in my own time. And I'm not that fast of a reader in the first place. So, like – but, like, when there's deadlines and reading, you have to read certain things. I'm just like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Yeah, it's hard. And I'm very grateful because one of my professors told me the first – well, she told the whole class the first week of the semester. She was like, look, yes, the syllabus says – read a book a week but nobody expects you to read the whole book so just take some pressure off of yourself she's like read the introduction you know read the beginning why are you assigning this book then (laughs) well because it's a different kind of reading it's like you want to get a sense of who this author is and how they Mm -hmm. fit into the overall conversation with all these other authors and like you want to understand the project of the book and and kind of what their argument is but you don't you just don't have time. It's not physically possible to get into all the details of every book. So that was very liberating, but it's still, I'm finding like, it's really hard to do all that theoretical reading and all that thinking and then kind of have time in your brain to develop a creative project. Yeah. So, but we'll see. I'll let you know, Sarah, you'll be the first to know. Okay. Keep me posted. Keep me posted. <laughs> Sounds really hard. Um, all right. I feel like, are we coming to a close? I think we're coming to a close. It's the end of season four. How is that possible? Wow. Four years. That's like being in college for four years. It's like high school four years. It's like yeah, four wow. years. Four years. We are. That's like we, a presidential administration. That is. We're. Um, we were toddlers and now we're about to become going into kindergarten. Kindergarten, yeah. Kindergarten. Um, so yeah, um, very it's kindergartners. It's kindergarten. <laughs> we're really growing up here. We're really growing up. Um, so yeah. Um, year five is coming around next year. Uh, we're ending this season just a little early, so I could, could continue being pregnant. <laughs> um. Stay tuned of when the next season will start because at that point you'll hear a crying baby. Oh my gosh, I can't in wait. the background. Um, and if you yeah. have listeners, if you have recommendations of people for us to interview or plays for us to read, we always welcome that input. Yes, always. Um, it's not yeah. that I wouldn't say that we're like running out of ideas. No, 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 um, no, no, no. I wouldn't go that far, but like. We do really love new ideas from other people. We're when we first started out, we were a fresh loaf of bread, and now we're stale. <laughs> <Now> we're, stale. <laughs> we're stale. No, I'm just kidding. But listen, um, we make really good croutons. You can put us <laughs> in a soup. Okay, am I going too far with the metaphor? No, I think it's not far enough. Um, <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Um, but yeah, French we toast. We. We love bringing people on the show, especially because it's just, every person is so different and they bring such an uh, interesting conversation to the table. Yeah. So, yep. Um, we're always looking out for recommendations. You know our social, you know our email, you know how to reach us. So get to it. Uh, so uh, let's uh, move on to our final glistens Listen. of the season. All right. Well, um, I'll go first. I recently 
signed up for a newsletter that I love. And I know if you're like me, you get too many emails already. And so you're going to just tune this out, but don't tune this out, please. This is like such a joy and a delight in my email inbox. Um, it's a newsletter called Someone Should Write a Play About This. And it's by a writer named Charlotte T. Martin. They're a script consultant and um, I think like a literary manager. And they basically write a newsletter of um, ideas that they would love to see put into plays. It's really fun to read. There was one about smells a few weeks ago. There's one about cults. Um, They just have great ideas for plays. And because they read plays for a living, you know, kind of a perk of the newsletter is if you have already written a play about this, they specifically invite you to send them that play. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You sent me the newsletter and I started following it and um, it's a nice little read. (laughs) It's a nice read. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it just so happened, one of my students actually was starting to write a play about a cult. And so, and then I got that newsletter um, that was someone to write a play about cults and I forwarded it to him because I was like, oh, look. I think there's got to be so many plays about cults. There's got to be. I have not read very many, though. I've not read. Not like, a, like, not that are like famous and breaking out, but I'm pretty sure there's so many. Just go on the new place change, put the keyword cult. I bet there's yeah, so much. Yeah, good up. idea. Good idea. Um, freaking, I, I freaking love reading about cults. Um, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I just love, like, I love cults and true crime. I love, dude, cults are so weird. Cults are gross. Well, and the creepy, the reason my student was interested in this is there's actually a cult that's like actively recruiting students on this campus. (gasps) And one of my, yeah, this is a true story. This woman in my program, she's a master's student and she like last year when she was a new student was befriended by this woman who was kind of like a little too friendly and kept texting her and like, when are we going to hang out? And she invited her to come to her church with her. And then, um, yeah, and then my friend just a couple weeks ago was reading in the campus newspaper that wow. this woman she thought was just trying to be her friend is actually part of a cult. And, like, her picture was in the story and everything. <gasps> what's so, the name of this cult? Do you know? What's the name of it? I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, you know, it's a religious you know- cult and they try to get people to join and then kind of they isolate them from all their friends and family and try to get them to give money and – yeah, it's a whole thing. Oh my god, that's speaking of like the writing projects you were asking me. I definitely want to write a cult play. I've also been wanting. I've been following this Facebook group of like high school drama teachers and just kind of like their complaints about oh my and god. Like, they're kind of basically that would just, be such a good play. Just, they're just laying out like dirty laundry, but these are two different things. But I've been like, <laughs> but I've been like reading about the, all these comments, and I'm like, I think one of the things I would do really want to write is like a high school theater play, like a theater play yes. for young adults, youth. Um, Cause I'm like, I'm reading all these, like these teachers just being like, there's not a good play for, you know, out there that won't, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. So I was like, that could be a, I was like, that could be a nice personal challenge for myself to write a play for a high school. But um, that'd be such a fun project. Cause you can write a big cast, you know, they're mm-hmm. always looking for more roles and yeah. Um, yeah, do it. 
And all, and I want, and I want it to be like equal because another thing about I noticed that the teachers complain about is that um, when students don't get that role, like a, mm. like a lead role, they get they complain and they're crying. They're like, "I'm quitting the show," you know, <laughs> just like. And I'm like a play that's just like equally important. Like all the characters, no supporting or leading. They're all like a yeah. very ensemble group, something like that. So I was like, "Oh, what a challenge!" Like I would love to write that. Um, but back to cults. <laughs> Here's what's scary about cults, okay? When you think of cult, right, you're like, oh, these are people. Like, you could think of cults as, like, either religious or, like, um, they're, they're like, they're, like, a coven and they're, like, surrounding a cauldron and they're, like, wearing a, you know, like, (laughs) shady thing and they're kidnapping people. That kind of cult. But there's, but then what you start to, when you think deeply more about cults, it's that cults are like hive minds you know they Mm. cults are like you know QAnon followers or like or um, things that or um from QAnon followers to um mothers (laughs) like who are uh and then like (laughs) literally like mothers who are very um into like multi-level marketing wives and like there's all Mm -hmm. these like their cults could look differently so um I've been really into cults, so I'm. Been... Well, maybe you should write a play about a cult someday. I will someday. I will. I just don't know where how I want to approach it, but I freaking love cults to study, <laughs> like the dynamic and. I mean, like... is it bad that when I heard about this cult on campus, I was like really tempted to to join, join, <laughs> just so I can like I don't know observe and find out what they're like. But, oh my gosh, the Sam, be careful. You don't want to, well, you don't want to. But this is the even question. Partake. Like, wouldn't I be able to, like, have enough self awareness to maintain control of my mind? Or no? You know what? It takes one person. You might fall in love with the cult like, <laughs> person, and then that could just strain. Like, you don't know. You don't know. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, you're right. But I think so. I mean, like, I grew up in a very religious church, and I feel like that gave me that self-awareness of like that institutionalized religion kind of thing like i'm Mm -hmm. super super aware of when i that's why you don't want people telling you what to read yeah i don't (laughs) (gasps) yes wow wow i love that connection sam wow yeah you're absolutely right because i've been told to read the bible from beginning to the end and like memorize verses like i fucking hated that um but yeah i think you're right that's probably where my <laughs> hatred comes from. Um, okay, anyways, whoa, whoa, whoa. I love cults. Um, Mike Listen is um, this is this is so I don't know how to start this, but I listened to a podcast called Crime Junkies, and a few weeks ago, <laughs> there was a, like a, an update on this podcast that one of the co-hosts um, was in emergency in the ER, emergency room. Um, they're having like brain was like the internal bleeding and stuff like that. It was like, it was like the most scariest oh like 10 minute update on this podcast that I have ever listened to. And the, the host, when the co-host is crying her eyes out and I'm like, Oh my God, what is wrong with this? Per- what, 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 what happened to this? Per- what's wrong? Like how did this person um, end up in the ER? And then that co-host just recently, a couple of weeks ago came onto the, Oh, gave her like update what was going on, and she shared that 
she had a drinking problem that she <gasps> wasn't aware of and that she was um like like she didn't know how bad it was until it got bad where she was hospitalized and she had wow. to get two brain surgeries one was like very invasive and had to like stop the bleeding and then the second was to kind of like repair it that's awful she's sharing all this it's awful and then she's sharing all this and i'm just like thinking like oh my god like i don't know these people but i've been <laughs> listening to their show but like i felt like they were my friends i was like are you okay girl like i what do you need <laughs> and then like you know it was just so it was, it was so i found myself wow i was so emotionally attached to them um and then like the friend of the the you know uh the co-host was like I've known you for like all my life since we were kids. I didn't know you had a drinking problem. Like wow. how crazy is that that you work with a person and you know them personally and then you never knew they were had a, they had a drinking problem. So wow. I was like, wow, what a secret that But she was be. okay. Now she's okay and she'll come back later on the show later in the season, I'm sure. But um yeah. <laughs> Anyways, wow. I don't know. That was a weird glisten. Why is that your glisten? <laughs> I don't know why it just struck me because I was just thinking like, um, I don't know. I guess like I'm thinking secrets. I'm thinking like this like a personal health problem issue that come like that yeah. affected a person that they didn't realize. Well, in the way bad. you can just like feel really attached to these people who are just voices you listen to <laughs> right do you it's think really there weird. is anybody out there who feels that way about us like they think we're their friends um even though they've never met us i mean i don't know why they're not messaging us and telling us <laughs> recommendations like if, they, um, <laughs> if you're attached to us like let's start a conversation have um, you ever yeah. messaged those co-hosts that you feel so attached to <laughs> no but i follow him on, on instagram or at least a show on instagram and i do like like and react <laughs> to posts yeah there you like, go this you're was a, a good episode you're a so, really good friend sarah i'm such a good friend um <laughs> but that's my glisten my glisten is <laughs> i don't even know what was what would you say my glisten you just was? never really know a person you just never really know a person okay um but yeah, yeah. Well, that was that was a weird glisten to end the season <laughs> on. You're welcome. That's the end of our season. And um, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thank you for listening. Hope you have amazing rest of your year. Holidays coming up. All the good jazz. Rest. If you missed an episode this season, we really recommend you go back and listen to every single thing we talked about because they, they really <laughs> they were all good yeah they're really good I, I this was we had fewer episodes this year listeners you probably noticed that we're, we weren't doing a weekly recordings we were doing That's right. twice a month but um really good stuff like high quality stuff here <laughs> this is this was some good stuff um, if we do say so ourselves yes so until next time, thank you for listening. See you next year. And go write some plays. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Beckett's Babies. 
If you enjoyed what you heard or learned a thing or two about playwriting, be sure to like, subscribe, and share the podcast with your friends. And if you'd like to reach out and share with us your thoughts on playwriting and theater or maybe be a guest on the show, uh, be sure to visit our website at www.beckettsbabies.com. That's www.beckettsbabies.com. And you can contact us there. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.